Have you considered whether your house is really serving your needs? Hey, I'm Kelly Wilkinson here with Anita Joyce, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks, Episode 427, Design Trends Arising from the Pandemic. And we think that given the opportunity to be at home, as we all have been, people are starting to really assess whether or not their homes are serving their needs or whether the people are serving the home. So we're seeing some trends that are sort of bubbling to the top as a result of spending a lot of time at home, and a lot of them are really good. So we're going to dive into those today and, uh, of course, have our hot topic and crushes, and we have a listener tip today for you. Yes, and you know, and you know how they see their homes. They're using their homes a little differently now. So I think there's quite a few things that have changed as a result of the pandemic. Yeah, I think the idea of being, you know, sort of sheltering at home uh, appeals to a certain type of person. Like, I, I was like, oh, okay. You know, I love being at home. I, I can, I can do this. It was probably a lot harder for people that recharge outside of their home or had a difficult time transferring their work to a situation of working at home. So I didn't have as many hurdles as maybe somebody else because I love being at home anyway. I have worked at home for many years and, um, but even someone like me, I'm looking around and saying, you know, hey, why is this this way? Or how can we change that to serve us better? You know, particularly if you're going out into the world and you're not in your house for maybe eight, nine, sometimes 10 hours a day, you might not be noticing that the furniture arrangement really stinks or, you know, or hey, look at how the natural light is in this room, but, and, but we're all spending our time in this room. Maybe we should swap the rooms and, you know, make this the office or make this the dining room or something like that. So I think it's giving everyone an opportunity to really take a, a close look at how their house functions and how it's set up and making changes, whether it's simply changing the draperies or rearranging the furniture. But people are doing a lot of things to improve their living conditions um, at home and you know, when we're all back out and going about our business, having had this time to really take a close look at our home, I, I think it's really going to benefit us. You know, certainly will benefit us now if you can make your home uh, more of a sanctuary, more of a place that serves you and your needs. But later on, you come home from a long day of working and commuting and whatnot, and your house really functions well and it's really comfortable and you really like being there that's going to be better for you in the long run yes in fact i was wondering what this impact this might have on on housing sales uh home sales because i've been wondering about that and i thought is are people afraid of what's happening with the economy or they've lost their jobs so they're not going to be buying a house or there's going to be more people buying a house and what I've been seeing, at least from talking to realtors in my area is the and talking to people buying and selling is the houses uh, near me are selling pretty fast. And I was kind of surprised by that. But someone had mentioned to me that, you know, people are at home more. And so now they're deciding, well, I'd rather have a house with a pool or I need a house that has more space because we're not leaving the house anymore. So it really is impacting what people are looking for in a house. Yeah. 
And if and if you've got littles littles at home, it's a long day with you know short people, and that could be yeah. hard too. But you know, we if we do have the time now, and if you have the time, and it doesn't even have to be something that costs you money. It's just really assessing what's going on. Um, I think people also because they have more time. You know, if, if you were commuting before and you're not now, you're adding some hours to your day. We can be doing something else. People seem to be a lot more interested in learning about sustainability. If they're going to make changes to their home, you know, should they go solar? You know, are things more durable? Are things more energy efficient? So giving you the time to really research those things and then make an educated choice is also going to, in the long run, really impact your home in a positive way. Um, Another thing that we've talked about before, and I think we did almost – a whole section of a podcast about it is the need for a dedicated workspace. Um, and so that really is high on everyone's list of priorities and how are they going to change their home so it can really function for them. Um, so whether it's carving out a space within a room or taking over a room that was maybe a guest room or something like that, or making a, a TV room, a an office during the day and then, you know, invite the rest of the family in to watch TV in the, in the evening, something like that. The need for a dedicated workspace is really evident. Um, and I think once you have that at home, uh, you're not going to want to lose it. So I think people are going to be assessing whether or not the home as it is serves that need. And as you're saying, Anita, if they're purchasing another home or moving on to something else now or down the line, you're going to be looking for space in a new home where you can work from home. Well, and right. And, you know, it's interesting. Our house has a study and we do have doors, but they don't, they're not really very soundproof and it's not a very big space. And so really for uh, Zoom recordings or any kind of, like for my podcast recording or anything, it's really not been a great space for that. But because we have our garage apartment, uh, which is what I used to use for podcast recording and everything. I mean, that has been perfect for, you know, us to use as a home office because it's completely isolated. Uh, there's no worry of interruptions or anything. So, I mean, I think there may be a lot of more interest in in a completely separate building like that where uh, people can be set aside for working, especially people that have small kids that are walking in and interrupting. And I mean, I still think about that video with that reporter, remember where the, a long time, I don't know, a couple of years ago and the kid's running in and then the mm-hmm. mom's running in after the kid. And yeah, he's yeah, trying yeah. to have this professional uh, yeah, video exactly. conference. I think that's probably happening a lot right now where the kids are running in or, or you can hear the kids, maybe they're in the other room. Yes. Uh, the dogs are barking, and I know uh, we've heard of some friends where the, the dog's snoring every day. <laughs> or, or he's saying it's the dog snoring, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, my dogs definitely do snore, so maybe his are too. Um, I think you make an excellent point there. So, you know, you could really bedazzle this fabulous area as your workspace and it looks terrific and you sit down at your desk and all and you can hear everything that's going on in the other room acoustics are really important too um so yeah maybe the idea that there is 
an outbuilding that you go to or like Anita's set up in mine here where there's something over the garage where you're actually separate and far away and also setting up your internet. Like you can't mess around now. Uh, you, if you're working from home, you have to have your internet. So maybe internet boosters and things like that. You're going to work that into your plan. Um, so you, maybe you need more outlets. Like there's all these things that you may not have thought about before because you were out and about in the world doing them. And if you're home and it's your home is not serving up your internet, you are in trouble. Right. And I'm just thinking too, with people with zoom meetings where their families walking around in the background. So it's not just soundproofing, but you don't want people walking around, uh, you know, or maybe the bathroom door opening and closing where it's behind you. I just have to get something. I'm walking behind you while you're on, you know, making a really important point in your Zoom conference. That would be so distracting or, you know, family members that maybe aren't fully clothed or something. Oh my goodness. So, yeah. So, I mean, it really uh, does make a difference. And now it's looking like people are going to be working from home for a lot longer. So I'm thinking too, what about all this video conferencing? I think some people not only don't want people walking behind them in the video call, but they want a professional backdrop. So I don't think, you know, they don't want maybe like kids in drawings and stuff in the background or the dog sleeping or something. So I think there's something to be said for maybe a space that's got more of a professional background uh, than the soundproofing. And then you want good quality lighting. And again, if you're on a Zoom call, uh, you're, I, I think people are more concerned about that lighting now. And so you don't, and then even with it, you know, is it making you look, you know, is the, is the video coming from down below your chin and it's like a bad angle or is it coming from somewhere else? I mean, all oh yeah, things. if you're zooming, it's a good idea to Google, you know, how best to place your zoom camera. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes me laugh when you're saying the backgrounds, like, you know, the, the, um, <laughs> like the the uh, bookshelf of all the lawyer books, right? Like, I, why don't I, I have oh. that anymore, right? You know, know, all the statute books, you know, like, uh, that would be great. You always see that. People seem so reliable when they're standing in front of that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the commercials and whatnot. So everybody could have a fake wall of that. Um, hey, all thumbs on deck or patio or yard. Judge your house, have room for a garden, and are you out working in it? Are you tending it? I, this is a perfect time to do that. And your garden can serve up to you not only solace and peacefulness and zen feelings, uh, but also food and beauty if you're growing some flowers and whatnot. So that is really high on people's list. I cannot tell you how busy I am with my live clients locally, helping them to design gardens, switch up things in the front, even just simply doing some container gardens. People are really focused on it. And I think this is one of the really wonderful things that's going to come out of this whole time. People are going to be educated more about their garden, or at least they're going to be interested enough in it. And it's maybe just not going to be a swath of grass. Um, and they're they're really thinking about how can that enhance my house and really not just for curb appeal because how can this garden serve me you know maybe I want to take my cup of tea or coffee in the morning and just walk outside and breathe deep uh you know maybe cut a few flowers or pick a cucumber off a vine or something like that it's such a a wonderful thing to have accessible to you and it doesn't have to be big uh, but it's really nice if you can get something going and something growing well, I so agree with you with the garden idea. And again, people stuck at home more, maybe more stressed. 
that is so relaxing to have a beautiful garden, maybe to be growing something that they're actually going to be able to bring in and, and eat for, you know, maybe for a salad or something. I think this is the kind of thing that I expect to see from all of this is that people want their homes to embrace them. And that's something that you and I believe in and have been talking about and trying to do uh, for years. But I think other people are getting on board with us and understanding the importance of that. So I'm even thinking about some of these cold minimalist looks and industrial spaces that were really popular for a long time. And I'm thinking that look is going to be out because I think people are so in need of comfort now, like comfort food, they want a comfort space. Yes. And that's just not very cozy and inviting. So I, I'm predicting that we're going to see much more, uh, much more in the way of fabrics and color and pattern and uh, just less, less hard industrial spaces. But I have, a, unless, unless you're a really big, much bigger germaphobe than I am, because I could see someone wanting to tile it all up, <laughs> put a concrete floor, and then hose it down every day. Because some people are really like, you know, hosing off their family when they come in the door. And maybe you, have a, them with you have a hose off area, a tiled area, <laughs> and you're like, maybe that's your entryway. Yeah. That's yeah, so, so funny. Yeah. But yes, well, no, and I, I, mean, I was thinking, well, but also, I mean, it was in, it's interesting thinking about how uh, it depends on how worried you are about the germs on how that might impact your the way you design because i was thinking about how the victorians when they first started to, when the bathroom first became a room in the house and you know this it was like another room and they they decorated it the same if they had wood floors and rugs and lots of uh, curtains and paneling and it was not like you think of a bathroom like today it was more like a cozy bedroom and it was overdone like like they did like the victorians did everything but at some point they became very concerned about germs and at that point they wanted to do a lot more cleaning so at some point it converted to rather than wood floors it's got to be tile floors and rather than a tin lined uh, wood tub they switched to a four foot porcelain tub and you know that way they could see if it was clean it was easier to clean and so they kind of went through their own uh changes with with a focus on cleanliness oh i didn't i really didn't know all that isn't that Mm -hmm. interesting okay um so in line with the comfort and wanting to be able to you know sink into your sofa or take a nap and use a pillow that's on a chair or something like that. Self-care is also important. And sometimes people wouldn't think about that in their own home because you're thinking, oh, spa day with my girlfriends, or I'll go get my nails done, or, oh, I just like to sit and get my hair cut and relax for an hour or so. But we're not getting any of that now. Um, So how can you set up your home to really support the idea of comfort and self-care. We talked about this in one of the Facebook lives that I did for Team DTT. And we got a really great response to that. And people were very interested in some ideas of how to do that. It can be simply, you know, if you have a bathtub somewhere, maybe it's not even a a bathroom that you use regularly maybe it's in the guest bath or something set it up so you can use it put a candle in there get some pretty bath salts uh you know make a point of using it take a soak if that makes you relaxed or you know have set things up so you have things in your home where it's easy to give yourself a little bit of self-care and you don't need to feel guilty about that we can all use that i mean i'm 
not a person that takes a lot of time to do that. But when I do, I know it really refuels my tank and I feel a lot better uh, and I feel refreshed. And I think we all need a little bit of that now. So even in the smallest of ways, like, oh, maybe if you're working and you have your desk, put a little bud vase, put a little flower in it, light a candle next to you while you're responding to your email, something like that. Just do a little something for yourself, carve out a little time and make it easy to do it. Because if it's hard, if the tub is in the guest bathroom and you really don't want to get the shower curtain wet and you don't want to use the show towels and, oh, you, you can't find the bath salts and, oh, you know, somebody needs me, why bother? I'm not going to do it anyway. If if there's stumbling blocks to doing something like that, and it's and it's something you not might not be inclined to carve out the time for yourself anyway, you're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. But if you make it easy and you set up your home to sort of support you, uh, you might, and then you might feel better. Right. And, you know, I was thinking too, again, while you were talking about the gardens, I mean, what about getting that porch set up for use? Because some people, they may spend more time inside now that they're not going out to a lot of places that they did before. Uh, you just, you've got to get out of the house some. And, you know, I've been seeing as I go for my walks every evening, a lot of folks out sitting on their front porch. So I think this is a space that if you haven't done much with it, now is the time to really get that set up. Uh, make sure you have some comfortable chairs, make sure it's cozy and inviting, maybe put a little outdoor rug there, put a table, have a place to sit and have a, a cool lemonade or iced tea, and uh, yeah, maybe a rocking chair or two. But that's definitely uh, some space that if you're not using it, then you're you're really missing out on a great opportunity to get some fresh air and uh, you know another cozy space to hang out in. Yeah. And again, if you were going back and forth, whether it was to work or driving kids or errands and whatnot, that's probably a space that you just passed through or walked over, you know, glanced at as you went in and out of the front door. Um, So yeah, take it, no matter how small it is, you can fit a little chair, maybe a little tiny table, you know, a little crate on its side, something, and you will expand the living space of your home. And if you've got a bunch of people in there right now, that's that's a good idea in and of itself. Home gyms. I'm not going back to my mm-hmm. gym. I don't want to get my temperature taken outside the YMCA. Aye, I'm not aye, going aye. back for, for it now. You know, I'll support them in other ways when they have their fun drives mm-hmm. and stuff, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to go back right now. Um, so we are doing that. We're converting the garage. We don't mm. really ever use the garage every once in a while or when we're on vacation, we'll put the car in there. Uh, so... We got a bike and we got some weights. It was hard to get weights, but maybe think about that. Again, it could be a small space. It doesn't have to be a lot of equipment. It can be some stretchy bands and a place where you can maybe set your laptop and maybe you take a class on YouTube or something like that. But if you set it up and it's there, you're probably more inclined to do it and to Mm -hmm. use it. And you are going to feel much better if you work out. Yeah, now I, again, I mean, that some of this gym equipment, I mean, the treadmill and all this kind of stuff, I mean, that takes up a lot of space, but you could just get some, uh, some other things that don't, that you don't leave out permanently. Like I've got my yoga mat and I do video workouts and I just kind of work out on the video, the mat and then kind of roll it up. And then you could have some weights that you just kind of put up so that you don't need a whole, whole room for that. But I think that's a good point. People are working out from home where maybe before they went to the gym, but also cooking at home. 
I think this is the time when people are going to be looking for bigger kitchens. Uh, that's a fun activity that we do as a family. And so, you know, it's nice to have the space for us to spread out and all be in there cooking. So I suspect that as people are looking for a new home, they're going to be looking for, you know, that home office. They're going to be looking for a space to work out and they're going to be looking for a nice size kitchen. Yeah. And I'm also seeing as a trend here, the rise of the less open floor plan. Because as we've said so many times, with so many different things that we're talking about today, you need privacy, you need quiet, uh, maybe you want to work out, uh, maybe you want to have some self-care. It'd be nice if you all weren't in one giant room together. Um, so that might be something that you know, happens in the next house, or it might be something where you can put up a dividing wall, or, you know, if you're even in a small apartment, people, I mean, forever, people are doing that in Manhattan, always putting up half walls or dividers or things like that, just trying to carve out some private space. So that might be a trend that is coming on the horizon, you know, when homes are built, when you're considering um, buying a new home or purchasing an old home, whereas maybe before people like, oh, it's an old home, it's all broken up little rooms, but maybe that sounds better now, uh, based on what, what we're, what we're seeing and how we're living our lives. Yeah, and I've actually seen some designs, I, I, I hope that doesn't come to this, where it's kind of like a little bubble around people at a, a table for restaurants. And it kind of reminds me, I don't know if you ever saw Get Smart, the cone of silence. They would put over both of them. No, so but I'm thinking have... of that John Travolta movie, The Boy in the Bubble, which, you know, was, I was like, I, I, know, I must have been very small when I saw that, but I was very traumatized by that whole thing. Is that what you're talking about? You go out to a restaurant and they put you in a bubble? I don't want to do that. Well, more like a bell that's on top that's kind of plexiglass. But <gasps> like a cloche? Like... A people cloche? Yes, it's a cloche. That was the cone of silence in, a, <laughs> in Get Smart. Uh... So you could talk without everyone hearing. Of course, oh, that's, that's a completely hilarious. private conversation, you know. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, so that's what I've been seeing, some of this pod stuff. And I'm thinking, I really, I just, if that's what it comes to, I'm I'm out of here. No, just buy an old house and you'll have tiny little rooms and you can, that can be your pod. Um, brightening things up, always a good idea. But um, I alluded to this or mentioned it in the beginning. Maybe you weren't home for many of those daylight hours. So you had no idea how the natural light was coming into your house. Now you get to check it all out. Probably a great time to choose paint colors because you can put all those adhesive samples up all over the place and you'll see the light moving around your house all day long. Um, so maybe you want to change your winter treatments. Think about that. Or maybe you need window treatments. Maybe during the daylight hours, people are looking in your windows. So different things to consider with regard to uh, covering or uncovering your windows. Um, one idea to consider is maybe you don't need the privacy from inside necessarily, maybe you can create some privacy outside. Uh, you know, it's hard to grow a hedge, you know, with a, you know, a step of your finger or to buy a giant hedge is very expensive or giant hedging material, but you could maybe get some tall raised beds and buy several bags of soil, fill them up and then plant the hedges on top outside of the window. So now you have something green to look at. And maybe, you know, the nosy neighbor next door whose window is looking into yours now can't see because now they're looking through this hedge. Um, so 
think about ideas that you might, ways you might be able to create privacy from the outside if you don't want to put window treatments on the inside or you want to have something very minimal on the inside because you want the bright natural light to come in. Another idea uh, to uh, have the sense of more brightness in a room is use a high gloss paint on the ceiling. Now, high gloss is tough because the glossier a sheen is for a paint, the more imperfections you're going to see uh, on the walls. So if you have an old home in particular, or if you have a home that wasn't built really meticulously, you might see some bumps and blah, blah, blah on the wall that you're not happy with if you have a higher sheen. But lots of times the ceilings are pretty pristine, unless you've got an older home with some cracks and things like that. But you could try a high gloss paint on the ceiling. Also work with mirrors, you know, put a mirror where it's opposite a a window. So it's going to be balancing that natural light around. And maybe, you know, you've got some heavy furniture in that room, maybe a heavy wooden coffee table or something like that. Maybe think about a glass or acrylic table and that would really lighten things up. Yeah. And I think really, it's just like you've, uh, you've said, this is just really the time with everyone spending so much time in their home, it's a great time to just kind of reassess your home and make sure it's working for you. Add what you need, take out what you don't need, declutter, uh, buy that that stuff that maybe you've been putting off, that new chair or something, because this is where you're spending most of your time. Right. And this is where your battery needs to be recharged. And this is really, you know, in my mind, you know, because we are house lovers and we are kind of homebodies uh, at heart. We love to be at, in ho- at home. But, you know, you don't really have a choice now. This is where you need to be recharged. So your home needs to serve you in that way. So if it isn't doing that, take a hard look and see what you can do. And I bet you can do a lot of things and it probably wouldn't cost you a dime. And something that is... Um, on the rise, which is kind of for a bad reason, but people having a lot of packages delivered and there might be issues where maybe some Mm. packages are going missing or Mm -hmm, things like mm -hmm. that. Or, you know, maybe you're on a call and you can't get to the door and you just don't want the package to be sitting out there. There are dedicated package areas or parcel lockers that you can get. Now, that depends on, you know, what kind of thing you can have with regard to a mailbox. If you're in homeowners association, you should check with that. But so this is a locker for your front porch, not yeah. some place that's an Amazon locker. Yeah, else. yes, it's oh. a locker for your okay. front porch. Well, I figure with everyone working from home, though, usually you get an email or a text saying your package was delivered. So I think people are able to get out there and get their packages faster. It's uh, true. Since they're working from home. It's true. So it's you might not need now. that. But I think that's an excellent People are ordering a lot more things rather than going to the store. Sometimes the stores are closed or they don't have the stock. So, uh, or some people just don't want to go to the store. So, yeah, I think, uh, I think that's a great point. And I know for a while, Amazon was delivering everything to our front porch. And now they've decided that simply throwing it over the uh, fence is <laughs> sufficient. So, uh, you know. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah. And think about it. You know, this will end. We will, there will be a vaccine. There will be time when we're back out and everything's back to normal or better than normal because everyone says maybe normal wasn't so great. We could, we're giving, having a time to reassess normal. <laughs> so you don't, is, you're not buying the new normal then. That's what, what we're I'm talking hearing. about now, you know, talking about reassessing <laughs> your home. So, you yeah. know, things can always get a little bit better. Um, so if you like, not going to the grocery store on a regular basis or you things you would normally go out and purchase on your Saturday errands run or something if you're purchasing them 
now online and they're arriving in boxes and maybe even going forward you want to think about one of these parcel areas or even like I don't have a mailbox um I could never find one I really liked and I I don't want to have one all the way out on the street because it's pretty far and you know I would just worry about stuff sitting out there um and so I just got a really great basket and I let my mail lady know my mail person, mail delivery person, that that's where I would like the mail put. And so it's right by my front door and it fits everything, even small packages. Um, Obviously, it's not a locked thing, but, you know, if you're very secure. Yes, very secure. It's very (laughs) charming. It's really chunky wicker. Um, I got it at the Rose Bowl. But, um, you know, if you're finding that stuff is getting chucked all over your front porch or you don't have a dedicated space, maybe you want to put a basket out front. You know, if you're getting sort of mid-sized packages from Amazon on a pretty regular basis or whomever on a regular basis, you might want to think about doing that. Well, and before I had the mailbox installed in the front yard, uh, right by the, the front walk, I did have a basket on my front porch for a while, and that's where the mail was going because it took me a while to pick out the mailbox and all that stuff. You know, part of that kind of depends on where you live because where we live, because the neighborhood is over 100 years old, uh, they will deliver mail to your porch if you want. But, you know, at some point, then, no, you, some neighborhoods that are newer, uh, like when we lived in the suburbs, they would only deliver to the curb. They wouldn't deliver to the doorstep. And then the even newer neighborhoods, it was like a, a box for the whole neighborhood. Oh, yeah. I've yeah, so that. it really, yeah. yeah, right. But see, you're in an old house, so you probably can choose whatever you want. And put the mailbox. Well, I picked you. a basket that was not very secure, but I like it. Well, I think one, it sounds fun. One more thing. Uh, Anita had talked about um, kitchens and whatnot. Food has become a like an obsession, especially in the beginning, mm-hmm. right? When it wasn't, you were like, how, like, oh my gosh, how are we going to do this? And how are we going to get food? Mm-hmm. And how are we go to the store? And everybody sort of figured that out. And I think the, to- the whole rage about toilet paper has kind of died down I think I hope and so I'm not I'm not talking about hoarding I'm talking more about sort of just preparedness or Mm -hmm. getting um stocked up a little bit like maybe Mm -hmm. like they used to do maybe in the old days uh Mm -hmm. whereas you know we're kind of used to like oh just stop by Trader Joe's or you Mm -hmm. know I'll run into Whole Foods or you know and you end up maybe taking a lot of trips that you know maybe you could have condensed into one but then what do you where do you put all this stuff? You know, if you're buying, mm-hmm. if you normally would buy like, you know, two cans of diced tomatoes or whatever, or, you know, one thing of mustard, but now you're buying two instead or three or something of something. So you don't have to go back or you don't have to put in another online order. The rise of the pantry. It's, you know, yeah. the trend is, you know, for a pantry, but people were putting stuff in there like the juicer or don't you have like your printer right. in there? Yes. <laughs> I, well, I do. But, and I'll tell you, I really let my pantry, I wanted it very organized. I didn't want it overstuffed. And so I didn't have a lot in my pantry when this thing hit. And I've got to tell you, I was so traumatized by the thought of, you know, running out of my Heinz ketchup and it has to be Heinz <laughs> and my Hellman's mayonnaise and it has to be Hellman's. Uh, that I just was like, I just couldn't deal with it. So, you know, I think I have five massive size jars of Hellman's mayonnaise in there because I don't want to run. I can't run out of that. Right. So people were using their pantries, especially if you had a lovely, like Anita's is just stunning. And if you had, you know, like a butler's pantry, you put the platters in there and maybe you even set up a little 
a tray with some cordials or wine or something. It was more of a show space rather than, Mm -hmm. oh, some boxes of mac and cheese and yada, yada. So I think that the trend going forward will be to have pantries where, you know, maybe they're not for show. Maybe they're not even that Mm -hmm. pretty. They're organized. um, But maybe you have the door shuts or there's all cabinets or something Mm -hmm. like that because people are going to get used to having this extra space for groceries. And, you know, maybe it does save time at the end of the day that if you go to the grocery store once or even once every two weeks. And maybe then you, you you know, sort of plug in things from the farmer's market or your raging garden that you've got going, your victory garden. Um, pantry organizers, searches for pantry organizers, so says Google, has been up 40% since this all started. So people are obviously looking like, how can I get all this stuff in the space that I have? So you might want to reassess the space you have and see if it's serving you. Just put a little extra in there because we don't know what's next. That's true. You don't. So know what's I would next. definitely be putting some stuff in there. So definitely get those yeah, paleo pots right. that I told you about. Okay. I'm going to. So talking about pantries, this is a wonderful time to talk to you about our sponsor, Thrive Market. Thrive Market is a food delivery service. It is amazing in that it tailors to over 70 different diets and delivering the highest quality organic and non-GMO food. They also offer clean beauty and bath products, pet stables, and non-toxic cleaning products, plus ethical meats, sustainable seafood, clean wine, and more. We just got our box from Thrive Market, and I am thrilled. The shopping experience was so easy. As I have mentioned to you all, my daughter and I have gone paleo, and it is a little challenging, you know, to discern when you're shopping at a regular market, what is paleo, what isn't, reading the ingredients, especially now when you're doing it online. Thrive Market makes it so easy. So Anita, if you want to do your gluten-free or somebody else has a special dietary need, it's really easy to do it. Um, there, as I mentioned, 70 different diets. I don't even know that 70 different diets existed, but Thrive can support all of those. And as a member of Thrive Market, you're saving 25 to 50% off traditional retail prices and their carbon neutral shipping is free on orders over $49. So you're saving money and you don't even have to feel bad about being shipped to your door. So I feel great about getting deals on my favorite clean and organic products, but I also feel great about... Um, helping to support families who need it most because I'll tell you this, Thrive Market is matching donations to their COVID-19 relief fund dollar for dollar. And Thrive Market is working 24-7 to make sure members are getting their groceries delivered as fast as possible. You can learn more about their commitment to their customers and membership matching on their website. So why don't you guys all try Thrive Market like I did and you become a member. It's a risk-free Go to thrivemarket.com slash DTT and join today and you'll get up to $20 in shopping credit towards your first order. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash DTT to start your risk-free membership and get up to $20 towards your first order. That's where I discovered those paleo puffs and I'll be going back for more. Now, while you have some time on your hands, This would be a wonderful opportunity to check out Issue. Issue is the all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital publications from brochures to magazines to sales materials and more. 
It's perfect for creators, marketers, designers, educators, publishers, salespeople, or anyone who wants to make eye-catching content. With Issue, you create it once and distribute it everywhere. Everything on Issue is optimized to post on your website, social platforms like Instagram and Facebook. They can even help you make animated Instagram stories. And so how cool would that be? So if you love to create as much as we do, you are going to love Issue. So you're going to head to Issue, that's I-S-S-U-U dot info slash D-T-T. And it's all free to get started. Go to issue.info, not .com, issue.info slash DTT to sign up for your free account. And then you just let them know you heard about it through our show. And remember, it's .info, not .com. Go to issue.info slash DTT to set up your free account today. I love working with Issue. I have uh, published flip books on Issue before and... if you don't use Issue, it can be very complicated to create a flipbook, but it is super simple on Issue, and I have definitely used it in the past and been thrilled working with them. So it's definitely something worth trying, and you'll you'll be amazed at how professional your flipbook looks. Yes, Anita's is gorgeous. Another sponsor of the show today, BetterHelp.com, is here for you. BetterHelp is online counseling. It's effective. It's convenient, it's affordable, it's there for you right in your own home on your own schedule. So if anything is interfering with your happiness, whether it's COVID-19 related or anything else, depression, stress, work anxiety, family issues, you name it, BetterHelp has a counselor that can help you through it. You can connect with that counselor in a safe and private online environment, and you can start communicating with a counselor in under 24 hours from signing up at betterhelp.com. And if you go to BetterHelp, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash DTT, you'll receive 10% off your first month. Over a million people are already using BetterHelp. So many people have been using BetterHelp recently that they're actually recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So head to betterhelp.com slash DTT for 10% off your first month. So I hope everybody is assessing you know, their living situation right now, assessing their home, making sure that their home is supporting their needs. And if it's not, that you do something about it. What's our hot topic today, Anita? It is more homeowners are playing the name game. And what that means is a lot of homeowners are now deciding to name their house. Whereas before, that was not really that popular here in the U.S. You know, it was very popular in the U.K. And it's my understanding that the homes that had a name associated with them, like, I don't know, the Frog's Cottage, I don't know, but some name for the house, they would sell for more than a house that was just, you know, 15-3 Elm Street. So uh, it's so it's been popular there for a while, but I think here the reason it's picked up in popularity is because so many people are listing their homes for vacation rentals on Airbnb or VRBO or you know some other service. And I know from my own experience, what the the first things they tell you to do if you're going to do a vacation rental on your house is you have to have a name for your house. And interestingly enough, because we're bloggers and we, I had already named my house. 
which is Cedar Hill. But, uh, you know, this is something that uh, everybody's doing now. So it's kind of a fun thing to do. Uh, what What are your thoughts on the on the trend? I think it's fun. I, and, and it definitely lends a pedigree to the home and makes it very distinctive. I think maybe here it felt a little, you know, presumptuous. You know, you have a lovely home and a cul-de-sac and a community and you're going to name it. Like, I don't know. Maybe, you know, <laughs> but I, but why not? Because it really is fun. So maybe you get a little plaque or maybe you just, your own family calls it that. It's not like everybody, you know, far and wide has to do the name of your home, but you make a good point about everybody, you know, renting out their Airbnb um, properties and things like that now. So it does make sense. Um, I think it's very charming. It's funny because I I thought with my house because you know it's older it's on the national register so it has kind of a national register name which is the a hyphenated she just throws that out there. well it just, it's on the national register well, you know it doesn't mean anything except that it's super old and you know it got it got classified <laughs> because of you know i guess who built it and whatnot no it's impressive the, seriously the uh the national register name is just the hyphenated names of the 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 two earliest owners oh, um yeah, so that's not that you know it's not like yeah. you know sugar maple cottage or something like that you know right, i'm just making right. names up and then with my blog name my soulful home that's kind of like a weird that's not really a name you can use so i i don't have a name i guess <laughs> oh well i guess that's a good point but i can you know, i I've, i have thought about it well the article says not to go too pretentious on your name so I don't know, you know, you just, well, especially I, if you are in an Airbnb, that's like maybe like a, a little cottage and you call it something like, you know, Windmere Castle or something <laughs> misleading King's Crossing, you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, it's really needs to be appropriate for your house. And if you're in a subdivision, it, I mean, it probably seems a little more odd to be to do, doing it there. My mother-in-law, when, when they had their house, uh, they had this uh, summer house in North Carolina in the mountains, and she called it Chinkapin Hill. And it was always so sweet that she would refer to it as Chinkapin Hill. I always thought that was uh, so nice. Now, is that where it was? What does that mean? Uh, well, Chinkapin is, uh, I think it's it's like a tree. Oh, if okay. I remember correctly. Or it's a, or it's a, well, I can't remember now. Is that, now you put me on the spot. Is that something that's on the tree or is it called a Chinkapin? Anyway, I can't remember. Well, anyways, charming. And that's what it was, though. Yeah. Charm, charm, charm. I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. What's your crush today? Well, I was talking last week about, or I guess this was a couple of weeks ago, about my daughter Lisa's room with the pink nightstand. Yeah. Okay. And then I know I've talked about this charming rug I got, but today I have the link for it, and it's my actual crush. Uh, I think you would like it, even though you don't like a lot of color. I know you like rifle paper, and mm -hmm. this design kind of reminds me of the rifle paper. I it's do love rifle paper. Background. It's got pink and green, and uh, I did sneak in the house, although I'm not sure I was really supposed to be in there, but I did sneak in my daughter's. She's in a group home, and, you know, they have all these rules about who can come and go, but I had to go in and sign some papers anyway, so I just snuck in a room to take a peek, but it <laughs> looks so <laughs> cute. Well, I was already in. It was like two feet away. Yeah, yeah. You're already in. <sighs> yeah. So, uh, but it, it was just so cozy looking. And I got oh, the 8 by cool. 10 and her room's a little bit bigger than that. But just most of the area that you walk on had the rug. And it was so cozy. And that little pink nightstand looks oh, so pretty charming. with it. I'll include the link. I found it on Wayfair. Uh, you know, I usually buy wool rugs. This one's actually synthetic. Uh, but, you know, you really, I did not 
get down and look really closely at it, but just kind of glancing at it, it you cannot tell it's it's synthetic. It looks like a wool rug. So oh no, I think they're really good now. Mm-hmm. The faux oh yeah, this wool. one's a really good looking one, and uh, yeah, so I was very happy with it. And because it's not wool, it was very reasonably priced, which some of them are. So I will share this one. I think you're going to really like it if you're looking for something with a lot of color. Uh, perhaps for a girl's room or, you know, maybe for your bed. I, I would totally do this in my room if these were the colors I was going with, which are m- mostly pink and green. Oh, fun. I want to see it. My crush is an Instagram account. Uh, if you're not following Joe Rogers, you really should be. It's a beautiful account. And if you at all an Anglophile, if you have sort of a soft spot in your heart for London. You will love it. Um, She takes the loveliest photos, but she just has very charming captions as well. And right now she is cutting roses from her, I think, smaller size city garden, which will just blow you away. And she'll do, she calls it a tub. At first I I was reading the captions. I was like, where's the tub? I don't see any tub. It's like, just a giant (laughs) vase or it's like, it's not even a bucket. Like it's a vase of flowers, but she went, oh, I threw these in the tub today. Stunning. And then you'll have photos of city streets and front doors of homes and whatnot and just the lovely way that that very british way that um she decorates it's sort of there's a lot going on but it's all good um and she is a, a darling little baby and sometimes the cute husband shows up but very few photos of themselves it's mostly of all around london and in her home and then an occasional trip when there were trips um so i highly recommend it um i was kind of thinking about and our trip last year we were in uh, london and paris at around the time that we're recording this and so i Sometimes you don't see everybody you want to see in your Instagram feed, right? So I actually sought her out because I knew I would get a little fix. And I wanted to just let everyone know about her in case they're not following her. Check it out. It's Joe, J-O, and then a hyphen, Rogers, uh, spelt with a D, uh, R-O-D-G-E-R-S. But I'll put the link in the show notes. Well, I just found her and wow. Oh, were you not following her? No, I wasn't, but uh, I just, I hadn't heard of her, but I'm looking at this breathtaking library with, uh, you know, floor to ceiling bookcases. Yeah. I don't know where she beautiful. is when she did that. That's not her house, but uh, yeah, she's someplace where well, she's it's, doing that. Yeah. But the house is, yeah, but it's still beautiful. Oh, it's so beautiful. At. Yeah. 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 Oh, these are wonderful. Oh yes. Oh, oh yes. yes. Oh my. I just followed her. I just followed her. Oh yes. Good. Um, Okay. Today, instead of a question, we're sharing a fabulous tip from Connie L. Connie, you are the best. And you have sent us so many emails over the years and shared with us the progress of your home. And we really enjoy it. Um, And Connie has something that she did. And it was just such a great idea that I wanted to share with everybody. I asked her and she said, yes, of course. So Connie, in the course of... uh, renovating slash building their home uh, there were some aged wood beams but they needed to add some other wood like some supports and whatnot and it was going to kind of in a sense bang up against these beams and you know the wood was going to look clearly new so what does old ingenious connie do but she comes up with this concoction of vinegar water and fine steel wool like the zero 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 
grade of steel wool. She puts these all together in a can, sets it aside for a little bit. So we've got vinegar, water, and steel wool, sets it aside, shakes it now and again. And I think she said maybe three days. There was some period of time that she let it sort of mull together. Then she applied this liquid with a brush to the new wood and had instant patina. It does darken a little bit more over time, but instantly you will see a patina. So kudos to you, Connie. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time. 